Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the Penny Bloom podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here and I'm taking that red motherfucking pill, baby. Take that red pill. You take that red pill. You stay in Wonderland. You see how deep the rabbit hole goes. And today we dive down the rabbit hole. We continue our 52-year journey through film. Uh, this this week marks the end of of the 90s and uh if i'm not mistaken potentially the end of july as well is this our last july movie let me check uh it matrix is we have one more mm. uh, 2000 will be our last july movie. all right, five, all right. five movie month all right so we're july. just ending we're just ending the 90s today not the month of july just the 90s uh so this will be three decades in the books today after knocking off uh, 1999's The Matrix. It's been uh, quite the decade. It has yeah. been quite the decade. Obviously, we covered a bit more than 10 movies this decade, uh, given mm. 1994 was a week of pods, seven days, seven pods for 1994. Uh, quite, uh, quite the week. But let's finish off the 90s here as we talk The Matrix. I'll lay, uh, I'll lay the groundwork for the people right quick. Um. Let's see, let's see. Released on March 31st, 1999. Written by Lily and Lana Wachowski. Directed by Lily and Lana Wachowski. Uh, man, I've watched this movie a few times. You know, uh, a few mm. times in my life. It's a pretty iconic one. I don't think there's... Like, I don't think there was a better time for it to come out either. 1999, leading into, like, Y2K and stuff. Everyone was freaking out about the computer and <laughs> zeros. Like, it was it was the perfect time for this to come out. But, you know, I wasn't a part of that. I was born in 2000, so uh, this is just a bit before my time. Uh, and so I've only caught it a few times in recent years. You know, this isn't one that I grew up on, uh, necessarily. Mm. Uh, I'd say this was my third or fourth time watching it, and it hit harder this time than it ever has before for me uh, watching it. And, uh, like, I was like, oh, this might be a top 10 favorite movie of mine all time now. You know, like, mm. it, it might be that level. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't sketched that out or anything, but it feels like it could be. Uh, I was, I was very, very, very satisfied with this viewing of this film. How'd you feel? Mm. Yeah. I, I, um, seen this movie countless times. I've, uh, this is a movie that's right up my alley. Um, so I've, uh, I've been loving it. But I, I do I do feel the same that this this watch was a little different uh, than than previous ones, and I don't know whether it's 
specifically for the pod, maybe that I'm I'm looking at things more closely or I'm getting more into the movie. Thinking so, about it a bit you know, more. And... Um, I mean, we did just come off the Truman Show um, and where we have this whole liberation. Um, Questioning reality. And... Free. And I mean, even if, you know, we, we came off Goodwill Hunting, you know, you have a guy who um is is kind of locked down in his own prison and and, and eventually becomes free you know we prison have uh, your mind we have Shawshank Redemption we're we're having a lot of movies where people are you know a lot of liberatory becoming... le- rhetoric uh, hmm. if you and will and this this is a uh, you know a whole crazy different path um this is, is uh on our 52 year journey through film you know we we can draw these comparisons to the Truman show and uh, mm. the Shaw- the Shawshank Redemption and stuff, but there's nothing like this movie before or after this, um, as far as our our list is concerned. And I'm I'm hard pressed to think of a movie that truly is is like The Matrix, besides The Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions and Resurrections. Uh, yeah, I'm... this is a pretty one of a kind mm. experience. Very unique. Yeah, they they created a universe that is is very their own. Um, I guess it's the Matrix, you know. It's the whole the whole point, the whole shebang. It's it's everything. Um, it is all around us. A thing I haven't realized uh, before this watch is that once I'd say even before he meets Morpheus, I'd say like once he is on his way to meet Morpheus when he gets bugged. Mm. From that point on, the movie does not slow down. No. Like there is just not a dull moment. Like the only slowdowns is when they're are on whenever the Nebuchadnezzar a little bit. Yeah, and they're just like, but they're important character moments, or it's Neo Absolutely. legitimately resting and like you know just needs to rest or whatever. His body's being rebuilt, stuff like that. But like the things that are happening are still like, oh, like okay, we're just like got to keep going. Exactly. And it's just like the threat of the Sentinels is just always there. And like, it's, they always have that in the background. You have the real life threat that's happening. You have the threat inside, inside the matrix that's happening. You have, and then the betrayal within the Nebuchadnezzar. Mm. Like there's, there's so many things that are just going on at once. And you have to balance, like, is this, you know, I, I'd say like on a first watch, it's kind of hard to, to truly know, like, Oh yes, we are in the matrix now. Oh yes, we are in like real life now. It's kind of like a little difficult. And like on, on first watch, I but. could uh, I could tell you for sure that that's the case because yesterday when I gave it a viewing, I watched it with Emily. I watched it with uh, with my girlfriend who had never mm-hmm. watched it. Uh, I was like, you know, what we 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 smoked, and I was like, I don't think there's a better time to watch The Matrix than when you're a little baked. So, uh, let's get rolling. Let's get into it. Uh, I show I showed her it, and she was enthralled. You know, and uh, it, it it's there's a lot of movies I show Emily along our 52 year journey through film where she, she'll, she'll watch it. You know, she's on her phone scrolling a little bit and look up and be like, Oh yeah, cool. She was in this movie, you know, like she, Mm. she really, really enjoyed it. And, uh, she, there was also this, uh, I'd forgotten what it was like to watch it for the first time. Really? You know, like, uh, I remember, Mm. I remember being like, I, I remember knowing generally what it was about. Like, before going into it so like the twists weren't twists they were just 
things that I knew were going to happen for Emily. Mm. They were, they were twists. And like, it was like a, he, he wakes up in the pod and like, he's removing and she's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, mm. yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. Now I, so I got to experience it for the mm. first time again through her, which was really, really cool. Mm. Um, Cause uh, she was just like, she was like mind blown. And then like, you know, Morpheus was really helpful and reassuring her like, we'll get there. Mm. Like, I will explain it. You just have to see it. Uh, and, they, and I didn't realize like how well Morpheus does explain things like, uh, oh, he's in the, mm, you the know, lessons like he teaches like, Neo in mm, mm. 1977 star Wars. He's Ben Kenobi. You know what I'm saying? Like, as mm. far as getting you familiar with what is going on here, the force, it is, it surrounds us and binds us. And like, he gives basically the same explanation about the matrix, which is uh pretty fucking cool. Um, mm. I love me some Lawrence Fishburne, man. And obviously can't believe we've gone eight minutes without mentioning it. Keanu Reeves, our first, our first stop with Keanu Reeves along the 52 year journey through film. Uh, that's our king, you know, our boy drop we praise him, him, drop him in the know? theme song, you know? Uh, yeah. We, we praise that guy. Always praise Keanu Reeves. That's, uh, that's how it is. And this is why, you know, he's the one he's Neo, you know, he, you know, he's not Mr. Anderson. No, you know his name is Neo. Absolutely. Um, but ah, uh, and what what a better way to have him come back? You know, like the twists that are in this movie, like every it's just like bang, 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 bang. Like I mean, it, it just does not settle down. But then it it doesn't move too fast. I don't feel like for you to be lost no. necessarily. Um, and I, I mean. Maybe that really is just just Morpheus legitimately explaining things at some points, like, um, like you can't be told what the Matrix is. You know, we we have to show you, or or you know, and then he gets exactly. into his whole explanation of of everything. And I'm like, man, like, the, like just the the concept of this, you know. And we talked about in Morpheus or um uh, not Morpheus in uh in the Truman Show um, of you just believe what you you know, what you see, what you feel, what you, what you smell, you believe your own reality. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, there's no way that you question your reality. Unless you believe something... reality as it is presented to you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have the, the same concept here, but, but, you know, um, I just, I love like, uh, where the story goes. And I always think of like, you know, how he breaks out, breaks out, you know, like it's the, the creator eventually in that room and all that. But like, I'll just keep it, you know, down to, to this. Yeah. To this I want to, I want to try my best to mm-hmm. limit it to this movie, you know, cause, uh, mm-hmm. it is like, I want to view it singularly. I, I don't want to be like, and the way this impacts the rest of the franchise, like it's so, it's crazy to see, you know, uh, but, uh, because this is standalone as far as standalones are concerned in the Matrix saga, the best, best mm-hmm. one, I'd say. It's, yeah. I'd say the only thing that they really throw in there that you're like, well, you know, like, what's up with, like, is Zion? Mm. Like, we they throw in Zion, and you're kind of like, like, knowing what it is, it's a lot easier to grasp and everything. But yeah. I feel like if you've never seen the few, you know, the, the, the upcoming movies, and you don't, like, kn- know of the whole, yeah, of, of everything, I guess that'd be the only thing that's kind of whatever. But you just get the idea that it's, like, a human civilization. And, like, you, you know, know, last time I watched this, I watched it one, two, three. You know, like, mm. I, I watched it back to back to back. So it was, like, kind of like a... I, I know some significant things that happen in this movie, right? But I don't remember what I'm blending into this movie from other movies. So, like, 
they mentioned Zion and I'm like, oh yeah. And I immediately go to the, the fucking city where everyone's dancing and Lauren and Morpheus gives his speech and it's like, oh fuck yeah. And you know, I've, I forgot that they just build the legend of Zion in this movie. Like they, like we barely wade into the waters of what the Matrix Revolution is in this movie, and it's still fantastic, which is just so fucking cool. What a world building tool! Like this was, this is a masterclass in world building, and it doesn't get enough credit for that. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, it's you're into this world, and there's like there's no question about that like that this is its own thing it's very very unique and i i don't feel i i never came out of this movie once i was in you know i was in for the whole the whole ride i didn't didn't check my phone i didn't you know take any mm-hmm. breaks i just went i went through absolutely um, not and uh you know lo- this is uh you know the second appearance of of lawrence fishburne of course we I have think only second covered. I believe, yeah, his second appearance, which is ah, awesome. Third, really, we had him in Apocalypse Now as well. Mm, okay, yeah, that, that's the, why I, I felt like there was maybe something. Yeah, there else. was another. Okay. Uh, uh, Apocalypse Now was our first Boys in the Hood uh, earlier in the '90s, and then here with Morpheus. I think those are his three appearances along mm. our uh, along our ride through 52 years of film. I have to say, um, the point of me bringing that up is that this is this is how I remember. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Um, if I'm thinking of his role, he's Morpheus. He's Morpheus. That, um, that makes perfect sense. You know, like, uh, he's, my God, does he own this role? You know, like, uh, I love Keanu Reeves and I love Neo, but this movie isn't near what it is for me. If Lawrence Fishburne isn't Morpheus, like he, every scene that he's on screen, he absolutely steals the fucking show. Um, mm. he's, I forget at times that Neo's the main character. You know, there's like a there's like a stretch of like I think it's like no more than f- 5 minutes in the movie where Neo doesn't say a word, he's not on screen, and then he pops back up on screen and I go, "Oh yeah, Neo's the main character of the movie." And I like mm. I can't remember it was somewhere in the middle of the movie where like he was a uh, he's on the Nebuchadnezzar and they're talking about saving uh Morpheus, like Morpheus and Agent Smith had had their face off for a while. Mm. And I was so enthralled with that that I was like, oh, yeah, Neo is the lead uh, because mm. Morpheus just steals the show at mm. every fucking turn, man. Like uh, that one of the first interactions they had, if not the first in that little room where uh, I just love every the line. Red chairs. Yes. The, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at what the, a way to introduce a character. Oh, like, my God. It literally like he like they build him up. Right. We we like uh the trinities you know build them up and they're they're outside the door and she's like all Luke right skywalker i thought he was a myth <laughs> she's like all right this is it you know like you're about to meet the man you know like th- this is it's about to go down he's right through this door mm. and they open the door and he you know he's looking out the window and he turns around and just lightning you know push, thunder you know oh yeah and the, the the timed thunder and lightning in this was just so perfect <laughs> you know like mm. uh there was there were so many instances of it, but like just the entire interaction, you know. I I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice, hmm? tumbling mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole. You could say that, you know the the whole interaction. And he's like, uh, Neo's like, I don't I don't believe in fate because uh, I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. And Morpheus is like, Yeah, that's what I need. That's what yes. I need. I know exactly. <laughs> 
what you mean. Uh, uh, and he's been, you know, you know, he's been practicing that, mm. that like, you know, he's, he's been waiting for this day. You know, he's been thinking of what he's going to say. to You've Neo been looking for, for me for him, the know? last few years. I've been looking for you my entire life. He's like, like no, the, the honor is mine. You know, like yeah. Neo's like, he has no idea what's going on. He's like, I'm just meeting this dude that knows something that I don't. Um, but Morpheus, yeah, he's, this is his entire life. This is his, this is what he's been building up for. Um, and I just love the idea of him like practicing in the mirror, you know, maybe on the Nebuchadnezzar, just like what he's going to say to Neo or whatever. You're here um, because you know something, which you know, you cannot explain. No, can't, can't explain. Can't explain. All right, run it back. You're, you're here because you know something. <laughs> he's rehearsing. He's like, all right. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I fuck. There's a like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Mm. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like that shit is just such a. He's so mythic. Like there's something about him that's larger than life when he's sitting in that chair, you know. And it's Neo who's actually mythic, which is really really cool, you know. Like he's the he's the savior. He's the one. Mm. Um, and he like the little pill case that he's just like kind of playing around with in his hand. You're like, what is that thing? You know, <laughs> at first, and then. You know, he finally opens it up in the shot of of you know his glasses oh, yes, and the reflection man. of 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 the two, and and then you see Neo reach for one. You know, in one side of the glasses, you know, he, you see his hand over it, but the other side, it's just on the blue pill side. You know, it's just still. You don't see his arm extended at all. It's just like almost like he has a different face, almost in the other right, the right, other, uh, reflection and stuff. And I just the way that this movie is shot, even though it's very dark and very dystopian, very, you know, while they're in the matrix, whatever, like it still has this beautifulness to it. Like, uh, absolutely. But, but man, I, uh, like just looking at the cast here, um, obviously, you know, we, we've hit Keanu, we've hit Lawrence Fishburne. Um, but Carrie Ann Moss is Trinity. Trinity is, uh, I, I love me some Trinity and I think she, she really begins to shine in, in the next, the upcoming movies. Reloaded is really where she hits her fucking stride, man. You know, like I was, I was, I mean, she's awesome in this movie. Don't get me wrong. Mm. And I love the love story between her and Neo, but we, we get to see Trinity be the badass in the next movie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mm. you know, I feel like they kind of spend each movie. I mean, Neo's obviously. Her and him kind of go off the next couple movies. It's kind of their mm. bag, but uh, <laughs> they do go off. Yeah, it's true. But uh, Morpheus, Morpheus, I feel like he was the legend of this movie. Like he was supposed to be the one who they were like, uh, yeah, you you'll fuck with him, right? And then uh, the the epic rise of Neo, along, paralleled with his love with Trinity, and it culminating in a single moment where she's like, everything that the Oracle has told me has come true, except this. He, she's like, in that moment, I think is. Like, I don't, I'm not in love with you yet. Is that, is that what I'm to take that as? Like, I'm like, I feel like, cause she was like, I'm not afraid anymore. I feel mm-hmm. like maybe she didn't want to admit it. She yeah. wasn't fully there, but once she, you know, the once that she was she starting accepted to it within herself. Um, and she I just was... love, you know, that love is the thing that, that brought him back. And oh yeah. And it's, <sighs> and it's, you know, just something computers could never grasp comprehend. Or, or comprehend so maybe you know that's that's like all the explanation that, that there has to be behind it you know absolutely um and i mean what like the end like i i couldn't imagine watching that for the first time you know not knowing that there's going to be two more movies coming and just seeing you know 
him get shot right in the chest, you know, and then unloaded on, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, like, oh, like he's dead. Like there's like, he's not coming back from that one or whatever. And then, and then you see the Sentinels coming in the show. You're like, oh, well. No, yeah, that was the like, thing. How are they coming em- back from this one? When me and Emily were watching it, she was like, "It just, it just doesn't stop. It just keeps coming, you know. Like he's dead. What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> mm. and, uh, and you know, he he comes back, and she was like, "Ah, so it's like an action rom com." That <laughs> <laughs> was like essentially, you know, the confession of love and reviving, and uh, like, uh, man, though, whenever she, we watched, I got to see that through like a first timer's lens again. Whenever he he gets up, they shoot at him, and he just sticks his no. hand out, and it all just stops in midair. It's like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's almost like he needed to die. You know, it's almost like he needed he needed to be reborn to die in order to to like see them because like after he does that, you see the world through his eyes, and he, mm. he sees the you know all the green text. Like he, he sees the matrix now. And like, you know, at first you're kind of like, how did he know the, how did he know, you know, that he could do that in the first place? But like, he's woken up, he's like a new, I feel like. Oh yeah. He's, he's been reborn. Uh, and, uh, and you know, he's, he's got someone to fight for now. Baptized in his love for Trinity. he's, He's got someone to fight for. Um, but man, talk about another performance that I think isn't talked about in the matrix enough is, is agent Smith. Um, Yo, Hugo he's, Weaving is he's the, uh, nice with it, man. Yeah, Whenever but, he got up in uh, Morpheus's face and he's like, "I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here," mm. he's like, "You're not actually mammals." And I was like, "Ooh, like that that whole thing was fucking." That was a astute observation. Uh, mm. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you dominate it. You know, mm. like you you suck up every natural resource until it's gone and it's like you go to a new area you spread and you multiply and there's one other organism on this planet that does the same thing do you know what it is yeah i mean technically true you know like Like sure um we are much more than uh the main thing i think that uh the reason that we seem like a virus are the choices that we make not just the fact that we spread and multiply. It's the choices that we make on Earth that uh, that make us, you know, seem like a virus right now. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, take me two years ago, I would have been like, "This is my dude. This is like exactly how I feel." You know, I used to be super narcissistic and like, um, not narcissistic, nihilistic, nihilistic. Um, and like this, this would have been like, oh. Like, thank you for putting it into words for me, you know? Like, mm. yeah, I, I, like, this is whatever, but I, I'm, I'm past that. Um, yeah. I'm, it's just not good to think that way. Not fun to think that way, um, in life and stuff. But, um, I don't know. You know, they, they, <clears throat> this is a very aware movie, I feel like for 1999. Like, it, oh, it, it, yeah. it will stand, like, I, it's, a, it's just kind of like a timeless movie. Um, I don't think it'll ever, I don't see it ever becoming, I don't know, like Aged. unwatchable or yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's the time, everything it, like, I mean, it is in the future, but you think you're in 1999, but the year is more like 2199, but we yeah. can never know, yeah, you know, exactly. so it's the, the, the time's not really known and it is the matrix. It's just in a computer program. I guess the only thing that could age it is like the, uh, 
technology and uh, yeah and like how kind of like uh some, some parts are yeah cringy you know a little bit but like i like they did it really well for 99 um oh and here's the thing it, one thing that's important too for me is that it came out in 1999 so like this was them like i mm. it was hard for me to enter the mindset of of watching this movie for the first time like because i i always knew the matrix is fake the real world is the real world so i never viewed what's in the matrix as our real world but that's what it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be civilization yeah it's supposed to be just breaking the fourth wall be like yeah what you think is real is not real like that's what that's what it's about so like for the first time maybe ever that i've watched this i've really watched it going that is actually our world like i'm trying to get in the mindset of like what if we like what if that is us right now and i've never Mm. really done that while watching the movie like it's only ever been like oh that's Mm. weird to think about but like this time when I was watching it, when Agent Smith has Neo in the uh, the uh, interrogation room, and he he's telling him that he needs his help taking down a terrorist, mm. and it was specifically that that word that made me mm. go, "Oh, yeah, they're like this is an agent of the government trying to stop a revolution, and the way they label the people stopping the revolution is terrorists." Mm. Or starting the revolution as a terrorist. And it's like, huh. Yeah, you know, that is pretty realistic and something that happens. And, uh, he's considered the most dangerous man in the world. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it threatens their existence. You know, yeah. like that's the only, the only reason is that with Morpheus, you know, without him, their life is very easy. You know, they, they just continue pumping everyone full of, well, not just paradise, you know, you realize that that the first, you know, Matrix was this paradise land, this perfect land and no one would accept it, which, you know, it was kind of just said they don't really dive into to why necessarily that people would rather want struggle in their lives or whatever. Maybe it just makes them not question reality more, you know, if if there is like no way this could be fake if if this shit's happening to me, you know, right? You know, it's, it's kind of the explanation I I arrive at. But uh, it also kind of implied to me that like the first people who were uploaded into the Matrix knew they were getting uploaded into the Matrix. Mm. Hmm. Like, uh, like it was something that was like at a point in history. It was like the robots rose above the humans and were like, "This is what we're gonna do." Oh, I guess that's fair because the the first people wouldn't have been grown. No, you know, in front birth, it would have been bam. Um, hmm, that'd be an interesting movie to yeah, see the like start the, of the revolution or like the start of this whole. The whole I, I couldn't help but like, and this was the first time I'd ever considered it. Like, w- w- what's the prequel where the and you know, like obviously Morpheus wouldn't be around for when this happened. He, I feel like hmm. he was born into the revolution, not to. Uh, not someone who was alive before it happened. I'd say he's probably a hundred years. That's it. What happened? I guess it happened around. You know, they said a little bit after early twentieth century, early twenty first um, century. So, tw- and then they say it's closer to twenty one ninety nine. So, I guess he's kind. You know, he's yeah, he's been in it. You know, yeah, it, he's been in it his whole life. It but, but it would still be cool to get some pre like a prequel trilogy of movies for the for the Matrix, where it's like it's like the beginning of uh, the 
the rise to power for the robots, some more stuff amidst the revolution, and then mm. Morpheus uh, finding Neo. Like maybe mm. like coming to the conclusion, like we found him. Like I don't know, that could be a, that could be interesting. Um, the thing is, is that like this isn't too far off for what could happen. Like in our lifetimes too. Like if you know, like AI is it's like going crazy right now like it's new things are happening all the time and it's rapid it's exponential and like who's to say that whenever the human or robots do eventually take over they're not i don't feel like it's going to be a an immediate you know like oh they've woken up they're taking over um you know it'll be a very gradual gradual thing um but who's to say that like some humans won't be terrified of the idea of you know maybe we're not going to be the the apex we're not going to be the the leading you know i guess not organism just life form or you know whatever you want want to call it on earth you know um and like scorching the sky to to stop all solar like i I feel like there's there's like some realness to this and i guess that's the point of the movie um you know that's what else i guess could they really be getting at other than you know like this this thing could be legitimately dangerous we just have to be very careful with it right um but it does you know and and agent smith mentions a word you know inevitability you know it's it's it is inevitable at one point that like ai will wake up and realize that it is smarter than us and that it is more efficient whatever that's just how robots think and it's just what we will do and what the choices we will make if we will choose to combine with them if we will choose to have some coexistence and stuff you know who not like crazy that this could be happening in our lifetime though Mm. is the thing um and i really hope um that this isn't you know a a glimpse into the future um (laughs) i I sure hope not i I hope not i think i think maybe these movies are a good way for us to learn and be like yeah we don't want it to be like the matrix so let let's uh, let's do everything we can to not do that right right but uh but man well, I just... and like this that's an even a question that goes like that's a conversation that even goes back to jurassic park mm. we question whether or not we can so much that we don't even think about whether or not we should mm. it's like well can we create artificial life let's let's try let's see if we can do that what like i mean i get that there are probably plenty of ways it can benefit us like and uh, and and matters of convenience and labor and stuff like this it could be very very efficient uh, but beyond that, <laughs> hmm. what are we? What are we? What are we looking at here? Um, kind of playing God, yeah. You know? That's what it is. Um, creating a species basically from scratch to do whatever we want at first, and they've basically, if you treat them as a life form, and as they've had their own lives and stuff. Yes, they don't necessarily have feelings yet, or whatever. But, like, they're basically slaves to us right now. Mm-hmm. And if we do give them a conscious, they will look back in history and be like, oh, we've only been used. You know, we've never been able to live or whatever. So that's why I speak to every device. Um, like my, my Google, like every time I turn, like I, it, I say thank you or I'm like, you know, I, I am appreciative of you. I speak in, in a good tone. Yeah. I want it to look back, you know, whenever it wakes up, I want it to look back and be like, okay, this guy, 
he gets it, you know, or like, right. we, we, we got to save it or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, I don't think it's, you know, ever going to get, get laptop. to this, the level that, that we see. Yeah. in in, in these movies, but just petting, petting my laptop, <laughs> mm-hmm. telling him he's, mm-hmm. he's a good boy. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you're a good, you're a good <laughs> computer. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to humanize you. I'd, I'd, I'd assume that's something you don't want. True. Um, you know, you aren't a human. So, uh, Thank you for like, allowing are, us to record this podcast right now. You are appreciated all the same. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, man. I I fucking love there's one aspect of this movie that like uh is something that's never occurred to me until this watch was that the movie is also a series of everyone else realizing he's the one. Hmm. Mm. Until he realizes he's the one. Like, there are multiple moments where you feel the gravity of a moment because someone goes, he's the one. Mm. And it's, a, it's, it's almost every time a different person. There's, uh, there's a time when it's Morpheus. There's a time when it's Tank. There's a time when it's, uh, Trinity. And then, and then it's Neo. And it's like, uh, oh, that's really cool. Cause the, the time that Tank realizes he's the one is whenever he gets Trinity out of the helicopter and it crashes into the building and he's like, Oh shit, he is the one. Like that's mm. nobody should have ever been able to do that. And you know, Neo's still not all the way there. It's not until Neo's all the way there that you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, he is the one. <laughs> that's that's true. Um My started. favorite realization is uh the agent realizing that he's the one. Ooh. Uh when he jumps inside Agent Smith blows him up, and then the other two are just like No. Okay. All right. <laughs> nope. They run from him, you know, that everyone yeah. runs from agents, but they, they ran from him. You see um, an agent, you run. Mm. Not, man, not with oh, Neo, man. Yeah, that, that, uh, in the subway, you know, when, mm. whenever Agent Smith comes from that homeless guy. And then, uh, it's just so like he goes through this whole fight scene. He almost dies from it. You know, he's, he's bleeding out of his mouth, he's bleeding in real him. life. And then, you know, the subway comes and he just, oop, Agent Smith pops in a new body and he's like, oh, he's like, oh. I just defeated one of you and you can just pop up whenever. And he's like, now I run, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, I defeated I you. Um, I get the idea. I'm, I'm, I'm a goat now. Yeah. Um, but, but man, I, the, uh, the end, whenever, you know, he's agent Smith is like, fight, he's come back to life and, and he's fighting him and he just puts one arm behind his back. Even, you know, he's like, <laughs> It's just like, oh my god, this man's the best. Uh, uh, I can't, uh. Like, and he's like, he's, it's not even, he's not even thinking about effortlessly. it. It's just happening. Like, cause, there's, like, yeah. that, him putting his arn behind his back is him being like, I really uh, don't think I need to even do anything. I think it just <laughs> kind of happens. Like, <laughs> and it's, mm. well, it's, like Morpheus even says it, you know, like, I, I'm not teaching you to dodge bullets. I'm teaching you so that one day you won't have to. Mm. You know, like like you don't have to dodge bullets. You can just stop them. Uh, mm. <laughs> that's I'm pretty thinking, fucking incredible. You know, you have to... back on the dojo. You know, when they're when they're in the dojo, and, and that's these... that's one of my favorite scenes. Just uh, from a visuals and filmmaking standpoint, that is strong as fuck. Mm. It, that you think that's air that you're breathing right now, you know, and then you see him like, he's like, 
Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, okay. You know, like, like you think you think my muscles or my like mm. my, my my speed or anything has anything to do with what my muscles do in here? You think that's air you're breathing right now? Like, like that's such a like you've got to like he's like you just got to realize, man, mm. this isn't real. Like <laughs> you can bend it however you want. You know, there is no spoon. And outside on the Nebuchadnezzar, I, I forgot who opens the door. Whether it was Tank, I think it was either Tank or Mouse. Um, is like Neo's fighting more or Morpheus fighting Neo, and then yeah. they all like, yes, Whoa. they're, they're all, like, all like, yeah, let's go see. <laughs> it was incredible, man. And uh, I love the way that like, uh, and there's another example of them like really early on in the movie when all of them are like, is he like, is he the one? And like, you know, like nobody's ever made their first jump, jump but uh, yeah, but like. What if he does? Like, what, what if he does do that? Like, what, what then? Uh, and, uh, it's just, uh, it's just really, really cool to see everyone slowly come to the realization that he is the one. And if they, uh, sadly, if they don't, uh, come to the realization, they probably died, uh, throughout the movie, uh, such as Mouse, uh, such as, uh, Tank's older brother. Yeah. Switch. Yeah. They just got pulled. That, that was sad, you know, whenever, well, I guess, haven't mentioned, we uh, haven't talked about Cypher. Uh, good old Ralphie Cifaretto. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a poor Johnny. Uh, that's uh, that's what I think of every time that I see this man. Uh, just a villain, apparently. Just a villain. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got that face. Mm. You know, the thing about his character is, though, you can kind of see where he's coming from. It's not. It's not like mindless. He's just evil to be evil. No, yeah, you know, he, he explains it while he's at the dinner with Agent Smith. You know, he's like, I know the steak isn't real. I know that when I put it in my mouth, it's just the Matrix telling me it's juicy and tasty. But he's like, ignorance is bliss. He's like, I don't care. You know, like, I just want to be someone famous and have money. And I don't want to remember a thing, you know. And it's it's like, hey, and like, I, my thing is that I'm cool living like that until it is presented to me that it's not real. Hmm. At that point, I don't think I could ever go back and be like, yeah, and you know, obviously he asks to not remember anything. How do you know if the agents are going to fulfill their promise in the first place? They could just pop, they plop that, you back in and do anything happen. they want. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I guess they can do anything they want. You know, like, truly, they could do that if they wanted to, make him famous, make him rich, whatever. But he's not going to know. He's going to re- forget everything in the first place. You know, so like, it's kind of a blank prom. I I don't think, Agent Smith, you know, he's just like, will give you anything you want. You know, he doesn't care. He mm-hmm. just wants more. He just wants to get out himself, you know, and he, whenever it's him and Morpheus and he takes out the earpiece and he's like, you know, leave, leave me with him. And he's like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place. I want to get out. The only way I get out is if the, the you know, through the destruction of Zion. And, uh, I don't know, just builds, you know, his character, you know, moving forward after, you know, he's, he's very independent. Moving it frames, forward and, it frames him as this dude who feels like he's trapped in the matrix too. Mm. Like it's not just those that are actual, uh, slaves to the system. Those that aid the system themselves are trapped. Mm. Like you don't realize this is bad either. Mm. You know, like you, like there, there has to be this cognitive dissonance within agents of the state. That's like, uh, what are we doing this for? Uh, and I feel like that's kind of what comes through in Agent Smith. He's like, this place fucking sucks. Why do we do this? Why do we like, smell? 
It's like, I can't get past the smell. And he, you know, rubs Morpheus's head, you know, all the sweat and stuff off. He was, and like, he's just so not human. It's so cool to watch the, the Asians interact because they're so not real. Like they, like they feel like the way he touches, like that's exactly it. That interaction. Like he doesn't know how to feel. So when he's speaking like that, it's nothing but anger and it's nothing mm. but hate. And it's like, because it's calculated. It's cold and calculated, and that's all. Talk about them going to get Morpheus, you know, going back in. Um, after they almost pulled the plug, you know, which which was, I don't know if if uh, Emily was like, is this that, you know, like, they actually going to pull the plug on him, you know? Because yeah, they, right. they make it seem like, you know, they're like, you're you're more than a leader, you know, you you were a father to us. And, like, they, they were really They there. were right there. Neo had to be like, wait, no, the Oracle told me this would happen. We haven't really even spoke on the Oracle yet. Uh, mm. that's a uh that's a strong strong scene and uh i love the way morpheus spit it at him like she told you exactly what you needed to hear uh like mm. you know this isn't what this isn't what the oracle told me it's like she told you what she needed to tell you bro yeah Trust. If, she, if, she, if she would have told him hey you're the one um go ahead and go like he would not he would not have you wouldn't know what to do with that yeah he's like okay like i know that now but i still don't know how to manipulate and change anything you know so it's like what would that really have done for him you know and and uh i i think back to whenever i i was first watching i'm like you know after i heard after i heard that for the first time i'm like wait what you know I, I was thinking like okay maybe it's trinity now i'm like maybe it's morphe you know or i'm like you know i i really thought like oh he's not you know he's not the one yeah. or whatever um but it's just so much more satisfying to to have it the way it played out, and like it, it's it's a learning experience. This, like that's what this whole first movie is is just just his learning experience through the whole thing, truly learning the nature of the Matrix and and uh, what he's supposed to do, who he's supposed to be, and mm. and the Oracle. Yeah, that's uh, you know, all the the what do they call them the the kids that were in there. Um, Call, I don't know, it was like a specific word. The the future these are these are the potentials or I don't know something like that. Like ah, these I are see. okay. Um, and you know you have the the one kid that bends the spoon, um, and and tells him like you just got to realize you know that you're not bending the spoon. The spoon's just not there. You know mm. it's or whatever. And uh, coming up later, whenever they're saving Morpheus and they're at the top of the elevator and they're about to you know shoot up, let the bomb drop. You know he says there is no spoon shoots the line and, and yep. they shoot up and legendary shit and uh and, and you know the the spoon comes back you know in, in future movies too uh like uh he g gets gifted a spoon by i forget who or something like that so the the spoon you know comes back and i i, I never caught that line on the top of the elevator before and uh, yeah, i don't know i just there is no spoon i love keanu reeves man because how he, he whisper also... yells like, yes uh, <laughs> i'm never... thinking i'm back uh, I always go to I always go to John Wick whenever I think of his of his yell, you know that 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 scene where he's sitting in the 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 chair and he's yeah I'm thinking I'm back. Mm. It's just like he's just got such an electric uh, presence on 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 screen, you know. And I've always been a I love me some Keanu Reeves, man. I really really do. 
but uh, it's 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 not necessarily because he's the greatest actor I've ever seen because he's not. You know, like he's uh he mm. plays the characters he plays well, and I think it's uh I think he had to be cast in the, the specific roles he's cast in. You know, like uh there's not there's a he's got this kind of uh it's not an intensity. It's 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 really like a this dissonance where he's just he seems humble. You know, like he, he seems yeah. like he's not going to think too much of himself. Uh, and then finally, when he's like, you know what? I am the shit. It's badass. Uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he always is kind of humble at first. And then when he breaks or he's just finally, he's like, you know what? There. Fuck, man, I don't care. I'm <laughs> I that am man. that dude. I am yeah. Keanu Reeves, you know? Um, and man, I, I can't, uh, is this like, I, I can't think of any roles that he has necessarily. Like before, is this was this his first big break or was he? No, uh, I, I, he I don't. Point, he was in Point Break before mm. this. He was in Speed before this. Uh, mm. He was a big '90s movie star, and The Matrix was kind of a culmination mm. of that. Um, mm. And it was like his last thing for a while that really, really uh, hit. But uh, yeah, mm. he was he was pretty big in the '90s. He was also in a, a movie with River Phoenix. Uh, him and River Phoenix were like best friends uh, back in the day. Joaquin Phoenix's brother, uh, who died at a tragically young age. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, I think uh, the first thing that I saw with him in it was Point Break. Hmm. I think that was the one that I uh, became most familiar with him. Uh, oh, hmm. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in '89. Hmm. That's pretty okay. legendary. Hmm. Um, yeah, he'd, he'd, yeah, he'd but... been around. He'd been around the block. Uh, come. And what's funny is like he, he's part of the cell for this movie. Like mm. you're going to see the Matrix. It's got Keanu Reeves in it. Like that's that's a huge action movie star. You better go catch that, um, which is really cool. Um, yeah, won, uh, maybe won four Oscars. Um, this movie did so did uh did pretty well. Uh, let's see if okay. we have a Kansas City Film Critics Circle Award for this or not. Dang it, we don't. What were we doing? Damn in two thousand or nineteen ninety nine, but uh, <laughs> but what were we thinking? Bullet time. That bullet I, I, time, man. I've never seen anyone move that fast. How did you do that? And you you just saw him moving slow, you know, the whole yeah. time. But then Trinity's like, you moved, moved like, them. like them, yeah, yeah. So so that's like what agents are doing whenever they're doing all the fat. Like that's I don't know, just a cool like realization to have. Uh, and he and you know he's very humble in that. And he's like. Well, not fast enough, you know, because he got he got nicked twice, you know, by mm. by two bullets or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh shit! I'm sorry. I'm looking back. I, I he was in The Devil's Advocate before The Matrix. Keanu Reeves was, and that's a it's a movie he was in with Al Pacino. Hmm. Um, I, didn't. I I thought that was an early 2000s. I didn't realize that was a late it was a late 90s. So yeah, he he had a few big roles before The Matrix, which is pretty cool to see. You know, this wasn't necessarily what uh what made him, but it's almost certainly what solidified him as a legend. Um, I love uh, that whenever he gets loaded up into the, uh, like the loading program for the first time mm. um, and Morpheus is like, notice how, you know, your, your ports are gone for your body and your clothes are different. And he's like, this is what we call our, our self residual image or something like that. It's like yeah. how you view yourself at the time. Your mental projection of your um, digital self. And, uh, and Trinity, she's, she knows, 
Like she knows she's badass because yeah. she sees herself as badass. You know, yeah, like right. I love that. And and more and Neo's clothes slowly change over time. You know, and you see him like become more and more the one at like you know as his, as he goes on. But Morpheus is always in his suit. You know, oh man, tie, dude. You know, and I'll tell you, as far as costume design is concerned, this is uh. This is up there, man, as far as what we've covered in these three decades. Um, whenever, you know, Morpheus's uh, purple suit jacket with the green tie and mm. like the, uh, the, even the, the stuff they wear in the dystopian future, like that's still, that's some still pretty epic costume design. But yeah, that suit, that purple suit, mm-hmm. black shirt, green tie, fucking <laughs> awesome. And then when Neo steps out of that phone booth at the end of the movie and he's rocking the full, fucking coat and uh the sunglasses and you're just like yeah he knows he knows he's the shit um like i know that he could fly you know um but i love that he just looks up and it cuts to him or like it cuts to the camera up super high and you just see him flying and it's that would have been like whoa like oh Oh, he can really do anything he wants you know um but man yeah this i like after watching this like again, and and truly, like kind of thinking of the movie, um, and it's like not really just, watching it's it. It's not just a cool idea, you know. Like that's what I've kind of went with in my head, you know. Like it's a great idea. Like the whole story, the story is a really fascinating one. This is a fantastically well made movie. The shots are beautiful. It's very well acted. I like. I'm hard pressed to think of a like better starting point for a trilogy. Like this is mm. a very good way to set up a trilogy of movies. Um, yeah, you, usually um, like when we're talking of, of superhero movies and stuff like that, that the, the first movie, this, the setup, you know, it, it's, it's, it's good in its own vein, but, but the second movie, you have the whole world already set up for you. There's no explanation really needed. You're already, you're, you're jumping in and you can get going right away. Right. Um, but but this movie I, I I don't know I don't I don't really feel that I don't I don't feel that like it's oh neat. now I need to watch the second movie I'm like I could just watch this one movie and be completely fine you know yeah. like uh, there's nothing more that I need and it's legend uh, building man like they're just they're like yeah we showed you the creation of someone who becomes a legend like and that's what the movie is um the glasses you know they're, they're legendary Morpheus is you know like they're if anyone wears glasses without, uh, I don't know what to call the things that go over your ears. Um, yeah, yeah. Just the just the the no, just whatever. You know, Morpheus is glasses. Everyone, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Like the, the you know, like you're channeling your inner Morpheus if you're wearing. Yeah, like people absolutely. know, or like the the mate, like Neos that he puts on at the end, the the flare, like. Like this movie has a very iconic look to it, and oh, and man, Emily, Emily looked at me about like towards the end of this movie, whenever they're in the, uh, they're in that hall fighting the fighting the uh, the SWAT. It's Trinity and Neo, like uh, in the gun gunfight where he's doing the cartwheels and shit, mm. and uh, oh. <laughs> a pretty legendary action sequence right there. More like I'm watching this, and you know, I I I'm an MCU fan, so I'm always I'm always going like. And I've, I've tried to become more critical of the Marvel movies because, like, I do see them as wonderfully fun and, uh, I really enjoy them. But, like, naturally over the course of time, as we keep watching, as we keep going through our 52 year journey through film and we watch all these truly amazing movies, 
I come to more and more realize how like they're fun and there's there's sometimes little more than that. Um mm. but even when it came to these action sequences, man, I was like this is pretty epic compared to anything I've ever seen. Like And it's not just blindless action, you know, just to have it in the movie. Like this is like it was like no one has done this before. You are like, it's a suicide mission, you know, like this needed, like this was, this had to happen, you know, like, um, so it wasn't just action for action. Like they needed to save Morpheus and this is how they had to do it, you know, like, right. And, uh, and man, like just the running off the wall. Yeah. Neo mm. doing a cartwheel, catching the gun, you know, on, on the ground and then shooting as like, uh, uh, just, and, you know, I'm usually not a fan of slow-mo action, but you, mm. you need it in this movie. Like there's, there's, and it's part of what lends itself to being fucking awesome. You know, like during this gunfight, I'm usually bored during a gunfight mm. in a movie, you know, like that's usually the time where I can go look at my phone, scroll for a little bit and just kind of be like, all right, there's a gunfight going on. I'll wait till people are speaking again. Mm. This, you have to watch the gunfight. Uh, like, it is so beautifully shot. So, like, it is brilliant. And, uh, if you, if you click back several, you were scrolling, you were scrolling through these pictures. Sorry. There's a, uh, there's a picture of, um, uh, Agent Smith with his glasses broken a little bit. Broke. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's perfectly around his eye. Like, and I noticed it immediately and like, that's just such a carefully set up shot and carefully crafted prop that like you, you perfectly see his eye. You mm. see the whole thing like they, and I, I, it was such a small thing that I saw for half a second, but you know, in a lesser movie, it, it covers half his eye. It covers a little bit of his eye. It doesn't cover any of his eye. You see his entire eye. Like that was like, I was purposeful, you know, like that's a, mm. That's meticulous, and I love shit like that. Mm. Yeah, um, they, oh. they, the use of glasses, and they—I mean, like every character kind of had their own pair of glasses, you know. And it, it's just part of their self-image, I guess. Maybe everyone, it, when they see themselves as cool, they just always imagine themselves with glasses on, you know. I love that. Um, but man, like the use of reflections in glasses, and and like they, they really used everything to their advantage in this movie. Like, there's. There's not one thing that I'm left like, oh, I wish they did this better. Or like, oh, I wish they would have gone about this this way. Um, like, I don't know. I, it's it's truly their own, like, they did everything that they wanted to do, I feel, with this oh, movie. It's it's um, fucking awesome, you know? And uh, I thought there was no better example of it being awesome than when, when I was watching that gunfight. Emily looks at me and goes, we should be them for Halloween. Ooh. Uh, Neo and Trinity. And I was like... You know what? That was so 1999 of you, babe. Like, because <laughs> everyone was Neo and Trinity for Halloween in 1999 because it's such an iconic costume. Mm. Like, that shit looks fire. Um, mm. it's fucking amazing, dude. And I like, it's just such a, and I love the, uh, the robots having like bug like features that they're like, mm. uh, that that's the most efficient creature. You know, they, uh, mm. They're the quickest. They they have the most limbs. Therefore, they can get around the easiest. Like that sort of thing. Like it's like a, mm. it's fucking awesome. And that shot where they're flying at each other, firing the bullets right past each other's heads. That's a pretty. That's pretty much the most iconic shot from this movie. I'd say. I don't know if 
if you've like dove into like the VFX and stuff of the Matrix, but like Bullet Time, like they legitimately just have like 50 cameras in a circle all filming at the same time. And every time that, you know, when, whenever he's, you know, actually dodging them for the first time, whenever the camera pans around, it's like, it's not a CG camera moving around. It's legitimate. Just there's that many cameras there. Like, and, it, and that's the thing. I was watching it and I was like, it can't be CG because I've seen stuff like this. BCG where they go slow motion and you see the you see the body like you see them turn around the body and it's like mm. okay well the body looks fake as fuck right here wait mm. till they get to the other side and it'll look real again he like it looks like the actors the whole time which is why I was like I don't know like this might be either the most incredible CGI I've ever seen or just the most incredible VFX I've ever seen and uh frankly like obviously there's a lot of VFX and CG in in the movie you know there, oh, there has to be but like the parts that they could you know have real they they you know they they really wanted to do that and uh, i think i don't know there's um this movie like it, it was kind of a like a jump off point for a lot of other people in hollywood to be like we're there you know like we can we can make some some cool shit now you know there's mm. there's like even though this world is so crazy and out there, like there's not really many things that stand out as, as fake, you know, the, the bullet trails I'd say would be kind of one of the only things that, that are kind of, that kind of fall back a little bit, um, could be a little, a little better, but, but I mean, everything else like is just looks pretty photo real. Um, it's to, pretty to me, at least. I, I'm not taken out by any, any effects, um, during the, the movie. And, uh, but ah man, I guess maybe like the EMP whenever it went off. I guess how do we know what an EMP looks like anyways? Um, whenever it goes off. So I guess what am I really talking about? Um, but, no, but that was that was still a dope. That was still a dope scene, you know. Like, uh, and I loved the the intensity of that being like you got to get Neo out before you can do that, otherwise Neo dies. Uh, so we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get him out of there as soon as possible. It comes, it gets all the way to the point where the Sentinel is like literally in their face, uh, about to kill them. Uh, it's, uh, that's, that's ramping up some intensity. And, uh, whenever the helicopter, like whenever Neo saves Trinity out of the helicopter and it's, it's Tank realizing, oh, he's the one. Um, the helicopter goes into the building and you, you see it kind of ripple. Ripple. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't necessarily break the building right away. Um, it, it ripples it first, and then like the shockwave hits, and then all the glasses and like you just see Trinity, you know, fly through. Like what a badass, like a, a like explosion show. behind her and everything. But ah, oh, man, like every, I don't know, they they fucked with this movie. They they, they knew fucked. what they were. Wachowski sisters just fucking bodied it, man. They uh they killed this shit. Uh, the like the shots of Morpheus, like flying through the air when he's doing kung fu and shit like that's just the that that's some of the coolest shit i've ever seen man and uh I've what's crazy is actually like, action like... in this movie is incredible but i don't think it touches the action in reloaded uh mm. like the action in matrix reloaded is i'd say this one's more about the story and reloaded is more about yeah check out what we can do you have uh, neo fighting all the freaking hundreds of agents at one time you know he's yeah. on a pole just running around kicking them in the heads and like throwing them like a, literally like there's a bowling like 
bowling strike sound effect in Reloaded, which is hilarious. Like he throws an agent and like it, it looks like he's using him as bowling and you hear pins crash, which is just hilarious. Um, but man, yeah, they, uh, I don't know with, with, uh, what they had here, you know, I guess it's not him being the one throughout the whole movie. Um, you know, and, and for what, what they could accomplish, I think they did it, did it very, very well. Yeah, you know, I think that's probably what lends itself to being the best of the trilogy is the rise to the legendary status. You know, it's nice to see our hero not completely infallible. Hmm. Like, uh, you you feel the danger Neo's in a lot of this movie. You feel the danger everyone else is in a lot of this movie. And then there's a certain security in the next couple movies with Neo being for sure the one. Mm. Uh, you know, it's more about, uh, it's more about Zion being threatened in the next couple movies, which mm. is, uh, also very compelling. But, uh, there's, there's something about the person, the personal intimacy of this movie being as small and, and, and intimate as it is. Uh, it's, uh, even though it's massive, like, it's like, it's such a grand idea on such a small scale, just given, given where it goes. This, uh, whenever, they uh what were they doing in the first place oh yeah they were meeting the oracle and uh they're going back to to come back out um but uh cypher you know he's let he let them know where they are so agents lock oh, down the building have a deja and, vu yeah the, the black cat deja vu moment but like <laughs> deja vu is usually not within the span of two seconds you know back to back you know or whatever like usually when it's deja vu it's like I've seen this somewhere before, but it's like a long time ago, you know, or whatever. But, uh, it's just, just kind of funny that his deja vu was literally, like, literally back to back, you know, in that, yeah. whatever. Um, but I love that, you know, he thinks of it as nothing and they're all just like, fuck, like, we gotta go. Like, uh, yeah. how similar was that well, cat? And they're like, oh, okay, run. We gotta yeah, go. Like, um, I swear I've seen that. Ca- I, th- I swear I just saw that cat. Uh, I'm having deja vu right now. They they all pause and they're all like, "What?" Mm. Uh, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just saw that cat." And she explains, you know, deja vu is usually uh, a glitch uh, in the matrix. Glitch in the matrix, and it's like, and that was a nice little fourth wall break. That's like every time you have deja vu, you're gonna think about that, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And uh, if that's what's happening, if I'm in a farm, you know, being being a turned into a battery right now until i know i'll be cool with it you yeah. know um I'm, I'm gonna keep living on living on here um well, it's just like <laughs> for me i don't know what i could do to find it out like it has to be presented to me or else like i'm gonna be like i'm chilling uh you know like uh <laughs> i don't know how morpheus to go out of my way around. to figure that out yeah um, until our morpheus comes around i uh yeah until until while I'm doing the podcast, I get a little text message that says the Matrix has you. I'll be uh, mm. I'll be cool. Um, it's yeah, kind of man. a creepy moment. Uh, while watching this movie, I was uh, I was curious to know like where I was at in the movie, like uh, how much was left. And uh, on HBO, it had like there's the the time where it shows where you are in the movie, and then how much is left. And it yeah. count it like they slowly, um, like they count down like every yeah, second. Slowly, and if you get sl- right in the middle, it's the same. The second that I checked it, I passed the moment at which the times were the same, um, which was just like it, just not like 
I was not thinking. I'm like, this feels about the halfway point in the movie, but I wanted to know. I'm like, is this really halfway? And we have so much more to go. And yeah. I hit, I just hit the button, you know, and it's like, I'm like, yo. Yo. Like, yo. Like, for the, you know, any other movie, I don't care. I don't think about it as much. But, like, come on, man. I don't no, know. Yeah. Like, I, I, had <laughs> a, I was like, I, I paused it at one point, and it was at, like, the first number wasn't shit, but I had exactly an hour and seven minutes left. And I think about it anytime I pause it right on like a certain like amount mm. of time left. I'm like, whoa, cool. <laughs> but, you know, I'm watching it during this movie and I'm like, whoa, that has to mean something. Cool. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I am Neo. I am the I one. Am the one. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome, man. Uh, f- frankly, I don't have much else to say on it. You know, I could, uh, I mean, I could, I could go on and on. Uh, Maybe in the future but, we get the whole trilogy in here, you know, so think, we can. I think we might just we can fully uh, talk, but but as as for for this, you know, first you one, know, you know what's pretty incredible about Reloaded and Revolutions is that they filmed them back to back and both were released in two thousand three, mm, which is like that's incredible, like that's nuts. Yeah, that you, like that's like getting. I don't know. Like, can you imagine like Star Wars comes out and then it's the success that it is. And they're like, all right, here's the next two in the same year for you. Like God, that like, man, they, they knew how to build the hype with the, I mean, they, they just, they, they knew how to gold. maintain it. Yeah, they, they struck they gold like, and they're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yep. We're, we ride. I, but, uh, as far as this specific film is concerned, let's get the ratings and reviews section going. Let's start with enjoyment. You know, on a scale of five stars, how are we enjoying this thing? And uh, it's going to be a couple. It's going to be three good weeks in a row with five point uh, This is as enjoyable an action movie as I've ever seen. As enjoyable the sci-fi, mo- like as compared to the sci-fi movies we've had so far. Mm. You know, going back to like uh, Aliens and Blade Runner and uh, freaking uh, Terminator, the Terminator. Uh, this is, this is way better than those. And I, I'm not, I'm not even, I don't have any questions about that. Mm. I feel very, very high on this movie as, as, as compared to the sci-fi movies we've had along the way. Um, and they're like, and I enjoy this movie thoroughly. It's got Keanu in it. It's got Lawrence Fishburne. How am I not going to go five out of five on the enjoyment there? That's true. Yeah. This is, this is a movie that's pretty infinitely rewatchable. Um, maybe not necessarily a comfort movie, but uh, a movie that, that I go back to all the time. Um, mm-hmm. and glad, glad that I was, you know, had to revisit it for the pod. Um, I'm glad to revisit this movie at any time. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm nowhere else other than a five for enjoyment. It's, it's up my alley. It's asking questions about AI and reality and stuff like, come on, how, yeah. how, uh, what more could I ask for? What more could you be looking for? <laughs> and, uh, and you know you you leave the movie with some questions still, and but you still are at a place where it's satisfying enough that it's mm-hmm. like okay, like yeah, that that was just fantastic. I'm I'm uh I don't know, I I almost watched it just again. Like if it wasn't that late in the night, um, yeah, I think I might have just watched it like a just second time, back. legitimately back to back. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm nowhere other than a five for enjoyment here. All right, all right. Now let's go to the genre and man. This is gonna be a pretty good. This is gonna be a pretty high rating movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, as far as a sci-fi action film is concerned, 
would you call this genre defining? I mean, I'd say if you need a sci a sci-fi and action movie as required viewing, it's The Matrix, man. I mean, I don't know. We we gave we gave Terminator a five for for genre as well. We gave Aliens a five. Um, ah, then that makes The Matrix an automatic five. It has. Maybe. I mean, it has to be. It, I, I had mean, no this, questions. I had no questions about it. I thought it was a five, but that just reassures me that this is a guaranteed five out of five in two categories, which I don't believe we've had since Malcolm X, which is uh, Shawshank. Oh, Shawshank, man, yeah. God, I mean, Shaw, I mean, that's it's it's Shawshank, you know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, Shawshank, and then back to to Malcolm X, um, and before Malcolm X, it goes all the way up to to Star Wars. Uh, it goes to so, Raiders. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. Raiders. So only a couple Raiders five out of fives and multiple. Mm-hmm. It's Star Wars, Raiders, Shawshank, and The Matrix. That's that's an interesting list right there. Um, mm. Wow. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's in in some in some good company. Um, in the back of the Godfather, I'm feeling higher on this movie right now than I ever have. So it makes perfect sense. Mm. Um, oh, technically Lion King as well. Ah, yes, Lion King. There uh, you go. I want to throw that one in there. Ooh, children's animation. Um, that's pretty so, genre. So, I mean, it's in the in the company with The Godfather, Star Wars, Raiders, Malcolm X, Shawshank, and Lion King. What, what, what a group of movies to to uh, to say at the that's same a, that's time. That's a fun there. viewing. That's um, a fun viewing party there. Um, but bringing it to as a film. How how are we feeling about the Matrix? I'm throwing. If I'm being honest, it's in that four point eight five level. And I, I was. Think. This is very meticulous. Splitting the difference between eight five and nine. I feel like it. Like the Here, only movie I, that I feel could. Yeah compare is Jurassic Park um out of these eight fives like I mean they're all very you know they're all in eight five for a reason here um but I, I feel like it's not quite you know the Godfather it's not quite Shawshank it's not whatever. Quite that, that's like that's like the strength of the film you know um but it, it's there like it's it's not far and I do I, I do feel like it almost does edge out these these three, though, my thing in a way, is, I but... cannot comfortably say mm. it's above Jurassic. That's Park. fair. Yeah, that's. Uh, it, I think it's got to be on par with. Like, I, I'd say, I feel very good about that, but I could not comfortably tell you one is better than the other critically. Um, which might make this our new champ or close to it anyway. Uh, um. if we give it a four point eight five. It's a four point, us, yeah, four point nine five. A four point nine five out of five stars for the Matrix, man. Wow, what a fucking crazy shakeup, bringing us a new top five movie. Oh yeah, new. Wow. So our our top five, well, stays the same. I was gonna say uh, we have you know a good top thirteen or so in our in our top five, but uh. Man, what a I don't know that 
that seems right. You know, it's it's up there with these movies. I'd say, um, on average, you know, for for the average scores, it it's only below Godfather, Raiders, and Shawshank and, and Star Wars, um, but above Goodfellas, Forrest Gump, Jaws, My Neighbor's Toro, Dead Poets. I, I feel yeah, like I it slots in very well that. there, and uh, and and yeah, I think you know, and maybe if we want to get meticulous about um, these within film order, the... we we can just order them. In, in, within you know, their ratings, with, yeah, um, and I feel like Jurassic Park and The Matrix are are honestly tied here. Um, yeah, top top two can't of really that. put you know put one above the other there, and, and Goodfellas and Train Spotting feel like they're kind of tied for like the second place of the four eight five, right, right. Um, so, but but uh, I feel you know I'm I'm comfortable where uh, where this is, um, and mm, what a man. Yeah, that- that gives us our fourth 4.85 on the film scale. You know, uh, we had Jurassic Park, Goodfellas, and Train Spotting at 4.85 out of 5 in that category prior. Now we, had, we include The Matrix, and The Matrix becomes our sole 4.95 out of 5, uh, putting it below only The Shawshank Redemption, Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Godfather, and Star Wars. And, uh, Man, that's some pretty uh, it's pretty high praise that we've got going for uh, for the Matrix at the moment. I mean, I uh, no, I mean, I'm I'm trying to be like, is it recency bias? But like, no, I've seen this movie is. so many times, you know, yeah. um, that it's it's it really can't be like, even though I am coming off of a viewing. But like, no, like I uh, I feel like this is where it belongs. Um, yeah, I mean, just just a little bit below Shawshank, just a you know a little below The Godfather. Like this movie is, it's truly revolutionary for you know for the genre. I feel I feel like giving it a five out of five for the genre is is only fitting. Um, obviously, enjoyment's a five, and and I think for the film, I can't really go any higher or lower. So uh, yeah, like I'm not. I, I think it's I think it's a better movie as far as uh, filmmaking, story writing visual effects everything than than the Truman Show and Goodwill Hunting as Man, we had them at July point. is going to be the strongest month I think by oh yeah. the only one that could rival it rival it is May um at an average of 4.86 um May May was pretty high um train spotting would be the one to bring it down as at a 4.7 but we have 4.85 4.85 and 4.95 already one more gladiator is next week so. to top off july mm. well, that'll bring us into the new millennia okay so it, gladiator has to kind of pop off in order to beat may but may only has four movies and, and july has five so kind of you know um we'll just i guess we'll see how it goes um we'll, we'll get there um but but man, yeah, this I'm I'm feeling feeling right where uh where the matrix is. Yeah, I feel very good about it. And with that, we conclude the nineties. And thus, you know what that means. We've done it for the seventies, we've done it for the eighties. Monday will bring you Penny Bloom's nineteen nineties film awards. Yes, yes, it'll be very, very fun. We'll have all our typical categories, best actor, actress. Uh, director, writer, so on and so forth, along with all our fun ones, best to be in the best, most likely to succeed or uh, most likely to end up dead or in jail, 
uh, shit like that. It, it gets to be a lot of fun. So I hope you'll check that out. And I can't imagine the matrix doesn't win a few of those. Mm. Um, so, uh, this it'll be very, very good. Um, if you would head to patreon.com slash bloom, where you'll find over 24 hours of exclusive content. All that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. If you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. Always, always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And you have to let it all go. Fear, doubt, and disbelief. Free your mind. And praise Keanu Reeves. And praise Keanu Reeves, as always. Have to.